Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Shah McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern-day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shah introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as staff pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. Good evening, everybody. This is Shaw McCain. I'm speaking with you live from Los Angeles, California. Yes, we're burnt around the edges over here. Uh, there's ashes all over the cars, and the pollution in the air from this has been the worst in 27 years. It's a big catastrophe, but, you know, we're here. We're up and alive, and uh, we're not going to be quiz, and we're still hanging in there. And we just Our prayers go out to everybody that's been affected severely by this, including the animals and the trees and the loss of property and everything else, and uh, our thoughts go out to you guys, and uh, we're really sorry about that, and uh, we look for better times ahead, and hopefully in a better year, because this is this year is crazy. 2020 is crazy. That's all I can say. It's the weirdest year of my life, and uh, many others, too. So uh, tonight, we have a guest that I have been waiting to hear from. And his, his name is Dan Chaining, a wonderful person. He, him and his wife reside in Decatur, Alabama. And they they have, let's see, they have been, this, my stuff isn't working. Okay, sorry about that, people. Um, they, they have lived there for over 30 years and married to his best friend, Sri Hartina. He loves to read, cook, film, and act, and he loves creativity, having drinks with friends while they watch comedies. And they love to attempt at gardening, and they love the big fuzzy Maine Coon. And Dan Cheney was born in Chicago in 1968, and he had many early childhood encounters with ETs. Unbeknownst to him, at that time, he didn't know what it was. And later in life, he had many more experiences of a wide variety and all across the paranormal spectrum. Having spent many years involved with Christianity of a fundamental nature, he finally left organized religion to make efforts to grow more uh, spiritually. And he studied non-mainstream and Western beliefs such as Wicca, uh, Ekaneka, uh, Eastern teachings, and universal teachings, and became greatly interested in ufology. And Dan has read and collected countless books over the past 25 years. He considers himself spiritually eclectic, and his strong belief is that we are all the children of God and to include all beings, known and unknown. His basic spiritual practices are meditation, compassion, and service to others, and allowing love to manifest in his life, daily and moment to moment, believing that love is what we are here for. I believe that too. And he also believes that we are here to love others and to allow their free will to seek out and discover their own path to the Creator, whatever that may lead. Dan has read, studied, and meditated to understand the nature and meaning of his many contact experiences. He has also had experiences with other density beings, such as, uh, now I can't pronounce this, Dan, uh, Palooka, and that was injected from him by a shaman. I want to hear about that. 
throughout it all, he has been a student of the great mystery that we call living, and that's well, that's right. At this point, I'd like to welcome Dan to the program. Welcome, Dan. You're live on the Paranormal and the Sacred. How are you doing tonight? Hello, hello. Thank you very much for welcoming me. I appreciate this a whole lot. Uh, I have been, uh, I guess, around the block, I guess you could say, a few times, <laughs> and I've had a, a wide variety of experiences. And most of them I don't understand, but uh, after reading, like, so many books and reading about other people's experiences, it's like, well, it 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 sounds so familiar. It's like, okay, I know I had this, I know I had this, I know I had this, you know. So you just, you know how it is. Uh, you just don't really uh, grasp it. You don't grasp it when it's happening to you at the time. It's always it's it's in the aftermath. It's always in the aftermath. But uh, hello, uh, I'm good. <laughs> well, yes. And uh, how is uh, now? You've had them. Okay, why don't we go back from the beginning uh, to uh, your family and your upbringing? Uh, did you have a traditional upbringing, and uh, where? What was your family like? Oh uh, no, I had a very um dynamic, a very uh, it was uh, not 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 a religious experience at all. Uh a very uh there was a lot of dysfunction. Basically there's a lot of dysfunction, a lot of violence, a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos, a lot of violence. And I had these experiences at the time and did not I didn't because we were we were we were not religious, I didn't know how to uh, put this into, you know, uh, you know, in a hat or on a card or whatever. I just did not know what was going on. I just know that I had the experiences, but so yeah. Can you describe them to us? Uh, what was your first experience like? My well, my first experience, my very first experience, I thought that it was an angel. And I'm still not sure if it was or was not an angel, but uh, I was in the uh, the crib, and I was yelling for a toy, somebody to come bring me a toy, and this uh, being comes floating into the room, and he, he was blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and he had on a blue robe, and he was just a beautiful being. And I was like, uh, you know, can you remember that toy? But of course, he wouldn't do, do that. And he started talking to me, but... He, uh, talk to me about I would do good things to help the earth, to help mankind, whatever that kind of thing. And it was it was a very profound spiritual experience. And uh, then he left. He left the room in the way that he, the same way that he came in. He came into the house and he came out of the house. And I started yelling for him. And then like somebody, my family, my brother, or somebody come in here. You know what's going on? Whatever. I said I want. Um, one thing he told me, his name was Thomas, T H O M A S. Yeah, he told me his name was Thomas, and I and I said, uh, I want Thomas back. I want Thomas back. I, yeah, I, I want to to know what what you know. I want him back. I just want him back. And they didn't know what I was talking about. So that was my very first experience with uh, what you would call, I guess, you would call the paranormal. I guess. Right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I mean, that you remember that. That's uh, how old were you then? Man, you know, I have no idea. I was still a toddler in the crib. 
I was still in the crib, so I could maybe two or three years old, something like that. Um, I don't know, around there. So you already had like a conscious contact with something else. So that's uh, pretty profound that they revealed themselves to you right then. Yeah, it's it's stuck with me for yeah, you know, my whole life. It's stuck with me a very long time. And it wasn't until many, many years later that I had uh, different types of experiences that I could not relate to whatsoever. Uh, I didn't believe in science fiction. I didn't read science fiction. I don't believe in it. You know, it just didn't appeal to me that I'm having these experiences. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but something... Something interesting is happening, and I don't I don't know how to box it. I don't I don't know how to put it into a box or an envelope, whatever. But uh, all right, go ahead. Well, describe it. Describe you know this, these events. Then uh, you know then what what happened? What was the next thing that happened? Well, okay. Uh, one of the things that I remember. My mother had yelled for me to uh, go wash my hands. We're about to eat dinner. Now, this is in an apartment in Chicago. I think we're about three, four stories high. And uh, I said, okay. So I ran into the bathroom, washed my hands. I came out, and something attracted my attention off to my right. And I looked, and when I did, there was a being that... uh, it lunged at me. It thrusts itself towards me and tried to grab me. But it was it was up in the air. It was not on the ground. It was up in the air. And I couldn't see any legs or anything. All I could see from what was the waist up. It tried to grab me. So I immediately ran into the bedroom and started calling for my mom, and she would respond. And after like a minute or so, then I decided, I'm you know, I'm going to risk it. So I just, you know, I went screaming, <laughs> I went running down the hallway, screaming down the hallway, ah, you know, uh, and then uh, mm-hmm. to find my mom in the kitchen because she was back in the kitchen, and she was sitting there uh, straight as an arrow uh, and motionless, not doing anything. She was cooking at the stove, that's what she was supposed to be doing, but there was nothing going on, so I kept tugging, tugging, tugging at her, yelling, tugging, tugging, tugging. Then I got her attention. Uh, after that And that's the first time that I saw this creature The second time I saw this uh, well, what, did it, what did it look like? Uh, well, I thought it looked like somebody had been, been burning the fire uh, If mm-hmm. you ever see the burn Yeah, if you, if you ever see the burn victim uh, They're it's like a real bad burn victim uh, Their skin's all over the place And, uh, you know, and you just all you see is like eyes and, and you know everything else is burnt up. So this is how this creature looked. It looked like it had been burnt up in a fire. So the second time this thing comes at me, I keep hearing this sound, and I'm already in bed. Everybody's in bed. I keep hearing this sound that draws me out of bed, and I can't figure out why I'm being drawn out of bed. So I get up. Walk to the uh, uh, the bedroom door, open the door, look around, and I keep, for some reason, I keep thinking it's the rocking chair rocking. 
that my grandpa would sit in and rock, and it would make a certain sound. But I look around, and everything's dark, and I look towards the kitchen, and suddenly this same damn creature comes rushing at me all the way up to me. And what was funny about it is uh, it, it used its arms like a primate, and it wobbled back and forth, back and forth. But it was so fast; it was it was more fast than like 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 a human being could run. It was just real fast. It was right up on me. So I here's what I thought. I thought that I jumped up, ran, and got back into the bed and pulled pulled the covers over me. But you know, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know for sure. All right, go ahead. No, I'm just listening to your story because that's usually typical is what we do. We'll see a monster jump in bed and cover our heads up. I've even done that as an adult. It's so ridiculous. Say again? I said it's so ridiculous because it's not going to save you the blanket, but it seems to work for me. (laughs) It works for me, Dan. It did not. Okay. Well... You know, I don't know if anything happened after that. You know, I have a blank memory or, you know, or whatever, but I just ran to bed and, and tried to hide under the covers, you know, and that kind of thing. What got what gets me about this, we lived on like the third or fourth floor in Chicago. We believe several stories high. And I had a, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Like maybe it was a, a burglar breaking into our apartment. And didn't, you know, messing around, try to find stuff to steal, whatever. But I'm thinking, how does somebody climb up four stories high, in four stories high, uh, to get in, to come through our window to get into our apartment? Uh, I've been trying to rationalize this, but I don't think my rationality is really uh, is, is catching it. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. Yeah. That's what I think. yeah. Well, and plus, it didn't take anything. I'm sorry, say again? Plus, did it take anything? That's the other thing. It wasn't a burglar. It would have taken something. Uh, I have no idea if it did take anything or not. I have no idea. Uh, I have another memory, if you don't want me to talk about this. Oh, please go. Uh, Good job. Yeah. Uh, my whole family was involved with this one. My two brothers, my sister, my mother, my father, and my grandfather were involved with this. We were all in one room uh, watching a TV show. This is in Chicago. This is in the 70s somewhere. And uh, we're all in one room. Something under the door comes this great big white, white light under the door. And the thing about the light, it seemed to come into the room. Like it was, there was, there was something uh, like a live about it, something. But well, coming to the room, and uh, you, so I, I leaned down and I looked through, and uh, the the light is so bright, all I can see is silhouettes of feet back and forth, back and forth. Actually, uh, they were all in a row. They walk, 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 all in a row, like they were very robotic. Like that. And my brother was trying to scare me. My older brother was trying to scare me. He's like, oh, it's the devil. It's going to get you and that kind of thing. And I was like, ah. You know, and my mother uh, yelled out. She said, it's the Lord in there, talking about Jesus Christ. She's like, it's the Lord in there. He's the Lord in there. 
but in my my dad was a great big six or three, three almost three hundred pound guy. He was a great big man, and even he was too afraid to go and check to see what actually what the hell was going on in that room. He wouldn't get up. Nobody, nobody would get up to see what was going on. And the light lasted, I don't know, maybe a, two minutes, maybe, or something like that. Maybe something. And uh, I had already huddled up with my sister and one of my brothers. Uh, we, were, we were all scared. All of us scared. Like, And what I mean by that is that, like the adults were scared. Everyone was scared. And uh, then the light blinked out, and that was it. And then my dad got up after a bit, opened the door, and yelled in there, like, who's in there or whatever. And there's nobody in there, of course, whatever. But it's like none of us knew. None of us knew. Was, was there a shape to the light? I'm sorry, what? Was there, like, a shape to the light, or did it come in like a fog? Uh, Actually, that's a good question. It came in like a fog under the door. When the door was shut, and the light came in. It was like a fog. It was uh, very. You are correct. It is very much like a fog, but it it it, it came in like like it, it had its own intelligence or something. There was something else to it. It wasn't like a just a. It wasn't a normal light. It came in like a fog and like it wanted to, you know, I guess to touch us or something, or whatever. Uh, okay, and you said there's something in the light itself? I, thinking back on it, very much thinking back on it, I felt like the light itself was alive, but... Okay, okay. I, okay, something happened to me in January. Okay. And I'm glad you had witnesses because I had witnesses. All right. But, okay, so first of all, they were having like a light show and everything was cool and there was like a... A, a stage for a band. Her, my best friend's nephew has this kind of warehouse where they do a lot of filming for a lot of TV shows and uh, newscasts and podcast, whatever. There's all kinds of stuff going on, so it's a studio. And uh, so they have all kinds of interesting light shows and everything else. But at one point, I was starting to have. Well, this is New Year's Eve. I should have known that this year is going to be like this. You know what I mean? I knew by March we were going to have a bad year. But anyway, uh, so the the light, there's a light in back of me that startled me. And I told myself, you know what, Shaw, you old lady, you're getting pretty crazy when a light startles you. But okay. it was a round spotlight kind of light. But it startled me. And I went, okay. And then I, then I had a profound experience. I was reading the minds of everybody in the whole room. It was pretty horrible, Dan. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, yeah, I knew uh, what every I knew what everybody was doing, and it was not good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, As a matter wow. of fact, I'm never I'm never going back over there again. It was so okay. dark, <laughs> and I told my my I said I love you, I love I I love your nephew and all that, but there's a dark side over there, and I'm not going back. So anyway, so everybody's on the dance floor, and I'm looking up at another light again. It caught my attention again, so I was watching this white light. And it started interacting with me. And I was like, what? I was trying to think, this is what I was thinking. Does the light have intelligence? That's when you were saying that. That's why I find this very profound. 
does a light have life itself, and is uh, it intelligent? So I'm correct. staring at it, and it's and it's actually interacting with me enough so that my best friend, who's on the dance floor, looked over at me and said, "I saw that." I went, "Did you see this?" She says, "Yes, I'm watching you. That light is interacting with you." I said, "I know. Is it is something?" Is there, I looked up on the stage; nobody was there to see if somebody was messing with me. So, what do you what do you think that was? There's a um, I still don't know what it is. Some people have different opinions on this. Yes. Sorry, excuse my dog. People have people have different opinions on this. Yes. But what do you think it is? It's a it's a, a message of some kind. To well, me. I don't know. But I you just, know, I'm still processing it. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. I have never never been given a message like from uh, all the contacts that I've had. There's never been a single message to me like uh, like you're gonna tell the world this. You're gonna tell the world that. Yeah, uh, me either. No, not me. Not me either. Uh, none of nothing. It was just uh, an encounter, and then it was over, and then you know, then you're kind of left with a lot of questions. What do you do now? You know. So. Uh, go ahead. So you really thought? Okay, so so everybody saw it. So there's no denying that it happened. That that yeah yeah I could not deny that. That happened with my whole family, the whole thing. Exactly. And I was talking to that was talking to my brother, my oldest brother, uh, uh, a few weeks ago about about the event. And he and uh, he has a better memory than I have because I was very young. I was like five years old, and he was thirteen years old. Uh, and he remembers the whole event happening. He's like, "Yeah, I remember the whole thing." He said, "He said it was a, a very scary moment." He said, "Nobody would get up to check." To go through that door, to look at that door, to see what was going on, nobody would move. Everybody was scared. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, well, so. you know that's that's the you know the one event that it, that it, that involves my whole family. You know. So at this uh, point, you're still in Chicago. I yes, ma'am, ma'am. Uh, I I've, I've been. In Alabama for forty years, or forty long years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it was, and it was a culture shock to move down here, because it was no, they were not accepting of Yankees back in my day, which is what I am, a Yankee. Well, you're not a Yankee anymore because you sound like you're Southern now. Oh man, well. <laughs> Is that a compliment or not? <laughs> yes, it's a compliment because uh, I love that accent, so you have it now. Uh, well, okay. Uh, then, then I will accept that. All right, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, so go ahead and ask me something. So now, okay. So now you're in Alabama, and uh, so I always thought if you move away, well, because I don't like to move, so I don't move that often. But I always thought, well, if you move away now, they can't find you. But that's not what happens. No, here's what happened. We moved from Chicago to Fallville, Alabama, and we were actually we moved. We like stayed at like a, a cousin's or some place that I had to sleep overnight. I sleep on the front porch because there was no beds and things like that. We eventually got a trailer in Fallville, Alabama, 
And uh, while we were moving in, we were done moving in, here's what happened. I'm sitting on this ottoman with my cousin right next to me, and something literally turns my head off to the right. There was a uh, a force, uh, whether, I don't know what you really want to call it, something took my head and turned my head to look down the hallway towards the bedroom. And when that happened, this, this preacher rolled in through the window and rolled across the bed. Then you heard a thump. Well, lucky for me, uh, my cousin sitting next to me, he's like, what was that? So he heard it, too. He heard the thump. And it's like, uh, I said, I don't know. I said, I said somebody came in the window. Somebody came in the window. I don't know. I don't know what it was about. And uh, so I got upset. He got upset. And uh, and after a while, when, like, relatives were trying to leave and they, you know, they were trying to, like, to get us to go back to the bedroom, to go to bed, whatever, I, I did not want to go, so... One of my cousins, I said, no. I said, somebody came in the window. Somebody came in the window. And uh, she went over to her a trailer, which is directly across from us. She got a, a baseball bat, came back, and said, uh, and then, you know, she started yelling back there. She was like, uh, who the fuck's back here, you know, uh, or who's back here, who's back here, blah, 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 blah. And couldn't find anything or anybody. But all I know is that I saw this, and my cousin heard it, you know. And, of course, we never found out what was going on. This is a place where I had a lot of nosebleeds back in those days. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it kept me out of school for a while. I had, I had bad nosebleeds. I had uh, headaches and, and just nosebleeds. And my mother eventually ended up taking me to a doctor in Hartshaw, Alabama, which is like 30 miles away, to find out what the cause of the nosebleeds were. And he could he could not determine he couldn't find anything why I'm having nosebleeds whatever and I couldn't tell him either you know I just I just have these nosebleeds I don't know all right, so, all right, so go ahead well uh, I was thinking that um, now is this before you met your your wife Tina uh, a long time yeah a very long time okay yeah, so I'm talking about. I'm talking about things back in my childhood it, it, since I was like ten and eleven and twelve, something yeah. like that. Well, what took you to what took you to Alabama? Uh, we moved. We 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 simply moved. My family moved from Chicago to Alabama, and uh, we had a cousin that drove us down. It was a sixteen-hour drive, a long time, and uh, we just simply uh, that's all. It, it was a simple thing. We just moved. That was it. So, so you just had family there, so you you moved there, and so you guys liked it, and you decided to stay. My mother had a sister, which is my aunt, that was uh, in Alabama, and uh, she said, "Come down to Alabama." She said, "You won't have any problems, because here's the problem: in Chicago, uh, there's a lot of gang wars, a lot of gang fights, a lot of gang thing going on." Oh yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, and uh, so. You know, even as a child, you you experienced that. So uh, my aunt said, "Move down, uh, come down here to Alabama. You won't have any problem with that." Whatever, blah blah blah. 
And there was some truth in that, but not a whole lot of truth, but there's some truth in that. So uh, she moved us down to Alabama to get away from all the uh, the violence. There's a lot of violence, a lot of games, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. And uh, when we eventually, well, here's what we did. We eventually moved to the housing projects here in Decatur. And when I got here, sure enough, there was still, <laughs> there was, uh, gangs and violence and gang and violence. So it's like you, you just can't get away from this, you know. It's so true. It's just uh, we experienced the same thing because we yeah. started out. Uh, I was born in Boston, and then we lived in New York for a while. So then we oh, came wow. to California, but we oh. ended up in parts of California where there's a lot of uh, uh, racial tension and riots and everything else. But I kind of lived, you know, my own. I've moved away to a part of uh, Southern California where it's pretty calm. So we're really mixed over here, but where yeah. everybody's very calm, which I, I like. You know, I like a mix. I like everybody calm. Nobody's into anything. You know what I mean? So I guess uh, they have a better school system or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, I moved the kids to the beach is what I did. I said, you know, screw all this stuff, you know, really. And I found the, the, the cheapest, craziest place and moved my kids straight to the beach. And it's weird because a lot of the kids comment to the adults now of what I did. I made a brave move. I got my kids the hell out of town. I did because I thought, you know, raising my kids around here is miserable. Even though they say the schools are good and everything else, I still didn't like what was going on. So we went straight to the beach, and I did the best I could with what I had. And it turned out to be the best idea. Yeah, it was a great idea because they have with the beach. They have so many good experiences, and they're still into the arts down here. And it's, I'm talking about Redondo Hermosa Beach, and uh, they're still into the arts. And that my kids were into that, you know. And uh, it was really good for them, and I'm really glad I, I made that move. You know, it was bold. I found a cheap little place, cheap, 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 I'm telling you, $350 a month. And it was upstairs in a cut-up little Victorian place, and I had a bear claw tub that was, when people go into my bathroom, they would start laughing. I know what they were laughing at, because I had a bear claw tub that was half a bear claw. Yep. It was so small, it was, it was ridiculous, it was hilarious. Even the kitchen was carpeted, this place was crazy. <laughs> so it only had a one, it only had one bedroom with one person to fit in it. So my daughter got the bedroom and I slept in the living room. And I had a a fold out couch and my son. And then this lady wanted me to babysit, so she had two boys. So I said, okay. She never came back for a boy, so I ended up with three boys in this tiny flat. You know what I mean? But I had sleeping bags and everything. And we made it work. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't easy, but I don't know. And the yep. whole time I was being abducted by aliens on top of it. So that wasn't not that part isn't nice. Yeah, you know, that's near the beach areas because they don't yep. leave you alone no matter where you live and no matter where you move to. Just uh, I just had uh, Dan. I just had some uh, MRIs taken, and they asked me before I went in, "Do you have any metal in your head?" And I said, "Uh." What I said, that's a possibility. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I have alien implants in my head, right? And it came okay. out positive that I have metal fragments in my head, believe it or not. Okay. So believe what that? did you it do just about happened. that? 
I don't know. I have to do it again. Now they want me to do another thing. I have to get dye and do it with contrast because they found a few things. Yeah. Um, All right. You know, I'm not too happy about that. But anyway, so I said it because I'm not going to tell them I have alien implants. They just said, do you have the possibility of metal fragments, metal in your head? I said, there is a possibility. So at least I didn't lie. Yeah. And it turns out, yes, there is. There's reflections in my head of metal fragments. They said random metal fragments. So how do you get metal fragments in your brain? Well, it's probably not easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird, but do you believe that we have a higher self that knows all this? And that's where I'm getting my information is because I know it. I already know what's going on. I knew it was there. I don't need an MRI. So just yeah. getting that confirmation was kind of, this is all new information for me. It just happened on Tuesday. So this is brand new info. So you're saying this is brand new info? Yes. Okay. Brand new info. There's stuff in my head. All right. So, uh, anyway, so so what is your belief system along these lines of ETs, where are they coming from, why do they want you, things like that? Well, I went, I went way down the rabbit hole back in those days. This is back yeah. in the 80s into the 90s. First of all, uh, I was I was a Christian back in those days, and I was, Heavily reading the Bible, and uh, I was getting different interpretations of what the Bible meant. All these experiences, whatever. Uh, I originally believed that these were demons that were coming at me to get my soul. Uh, Yeah, you know, that's a big laugh there. I had to give that one up. I got that one up because uh, they weren't demons coming after my soul. I still don't know what the hell they were doing, but uh, they weren't coming after myself, and they weren't demons. I never believed in, uh, I never read science fiction. I never got into it. I didn't like any science fiction movies whatsoever. Uh, even though Star Wars came on the scene, whatever, and, and uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, whatever. But uh, I just, I just did not get into any, any of that. And, uh, Reading the Bible, getting heavily involved in the Bible, heavily involved in Christianity. Uh, I thought these were demons after my soul. And I eventually changed, it took me a long time, very long time, to change my mind about this. Like, no, 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 Uh, this might be another uh, life form trying to make contact with you. Not a demon, not anybody after your soul. So that took me a very long time. And this is into the 90s, uh, from the 80s into the 90s. It took me, it took me like like, like almost 10 years. It took me a long time. All right, go ahead. Well, well of course. I, I, I really empathize with your, your uh, travels on that because um, I'm, I'm, I'm really an old school Christian. Uh, but I'm not uh, what a lot of people perceive as, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, I guess Pentecostal or 
people that do believe the ETs are demons and all that, I, I, I take a very scientific view of this, that there are other dimensions and yeah. that there are ETs and there are angels and there are uh, ghosts and there all, there's all different kinds of stuff going on. We, and now I, now I know that there's light, a light that might be alive. I just discovered that, and then there's other forms of life that we would not even consider life that is alive. I wouldn't consider, let's say, like I know in the Native American tradition, everything has life, you know, but I wouldn't consider a board that's now on a house to have life. But yes, I learned that a house does have life itself. Not all. I don't think all houses do, but my house next door. I don't know. It's a crazy long story, but anyway. Uh, uh, no, uh, they, have, you, they, have you read any of uh, Mary, Mary Summer Rain? No. You need to look into Mary Summer Rain because you're talking about Native American beliefs, and you're talking yes. about something that yeah, you're talking about something it's very profound. What's that? It's a, it's profound. In my older age, I'm coming yeah. to realize I'm very yeah. solid in my faith. I'm Greek Orthodox traditional Christian. However, I'm, I'm a mystic, meaning I have had divine intervention and a divine Holy Spirit experience. I know that this stuff exists. I know that God exists. It's not that I'm yeah. guessing or I have just a belief. I know that that happens. So, it's very easy for me to accept um, different religions because I cannot say you're wrong. All I can say is I'm doing what I'm doing. I'll do it my way because this is the way I'm more comfortable with, you know. Because I had to early on say, okay, what, what do you – like?" My, I had a, a, a mentor, let's say. My my mentor said, what is your spiritual practice? And I said, well, I'm really not doing any spiritual practice. This is a long time ago. This is almost 40 years ago. And I, he said, well, what was, the, spirit, what was the, the, the religion of your childhood? And I said, well, I was baptized Greek Orthodox. He said, I think you should go back to that. And so that's what I did. So it gave me a good foundation of belief that I still adhere to to this day. I have a, I have a altar at home. I burn candles and I have incense and I, I pray to my God and I try to do right by others, but I am not going to say about others' religions that they're wrong. And I'm not going to say all this stuff is evil. And I know there's evil spirits too. And other people say there's no such thing as a lower power or if you want to say it, you know, what we're, I'm not going to say it out loud. But anyway, there is a lower evil influence. At work, okay. and I yeah. do believe in that. Other people do not believe that that's true, but I have seen it at work. So okay. I know that that there's something bad that people seem to be influenced by and are engaged in, and it's not good. You know, they relish in this badness. You know, so to me, they're evil. What they do is evil, and they seem to continue and never want to stop doing it. You know, so. You can imagine what it, what these things are, but but what these ETs are is another whole situation. I don't know. They come like bugs or flowers, not flowers, but uh, birds. No, not like flowers. <laughs> no, not not flowers. I've never seen a flower one, but I've seen them look like chickadees uh, thought, with no. long legs. 
insects. Yeah, they, they are. I've even seen different. ones that are like dogs. I've seen a couple cats. I've seen it like they're very odd to me, and I, I find a hard time accepting it. You know, so I freak out every time. You think I get used to this, but I don't. Yeah. You know, so I don't call them evil. They're just just way different. I have a hard time accepting. Uh, the differentness, and I think that's why they they hide from us. I I think none of us can tolerate it. You may you might be correct on that. Uh, you might be very correct on that. Uh, I don't know that we can actually tolerate uh, their their differences. I think you're correct on that. Yes. Yeah, because I have people that say, "Well, I would welcome blah blah going." With, I said, "You really would welcome going with?" Yes, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, would you really? Would I, you really? <laughs> what, are you, what are they really talking about, too? Like, yeah. uh, it's intolerable to me to look at them or anything else. So I don't know. I don't know what these people are talking about because they're actually standing in line to get picked up, picked up by the ladies, and I don't, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't think they know what I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know uh, if they know what they're. Do they know what they're saying? I, nor do I. Because yeah, when you're gonna get you picked don't. up by is something you're not ready for, and I don't think they don't want you for some reason. They yeah. want people that don't want them. I guess that's what they want. If they, if you want them, they don't want you. <laughs> well, it's like dating. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting little topic. Is that uh, you know they they don't want the ones that want them. Believe me, they they want who they want, and we don't know why yet. But the people they pick seem to have certain gifts, and a certain gifts could be like you're into the arts. When I was reading your thing and the way you are, you're into arts and creativity and stuff like that, and that's what they're into. Is that, they love people that, that are into arts and have psychic ability, and they love people that are seekers, and that's what we are. Right. Uh, well, uh, no, you, you are correct. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we are seekers. Uh, I, you know, I have never really given a lot of thought into that, about me being creative and being into the arts, that kind of thing, because I, I just thought whatever, whatever happened to me. And back in my day, I thought, well, it was—I thought it was a fluke. I thought it was a, something not to pay attention to. I thought, I thought it was a, a fluke, a sideways thing, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm well, right or wrong. Okay, okay. Well, you're okay. So, on that premise, if this is presented to you even as a baby, you're allowed yeah. to see something on yeah. the other side. Are they asking you or inviting you to another level of understanding? No, man. You know, I wish I had the answer for that. That's a great question. Uh, I have never found a good answer to this whole thing. Uh, I have never had a good answer to this. You know, why me? Why contact me? Why involve me? Why interact with me? I have never had a never had a good answer to that. But that's a good great question but thank you no you know that's uh well actually you're honest your answer is honest because i there's a lot of times people go on facebook and they say all kinds of crap you know what i mean and that's, yeah. that's my answer they always say blah, blah, blah. what would you say and they all say take me now blah, blah. And this is what i always say why me 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, because I want to know why, because I've gone through such disasters all my life. I think it's affected my health now. You know, to be around, uh, I don't know if it's really, I call it alien dander, but I don't, it's, I think it's affected me. And um, I'm, you know, I noticed that I have a slight tremor that I didn't have before. So I thought it was medication because I'm on all kinds of junk. I have thyroid issues. I have this and that. And it turns out the majority of the people I are around have thyroid issues or we all have the same kind of problem. You know what I mean? Yes. <sighs> so anyway, I'm starting to blame them. I was even sitting here thinking about contemplating what a, what a dilemma this is, really. You know, you have information you will never be able to tell your doctor. You know you know yeah. it's there. Finally, I had a young doctor that, that found my, because I, I have problems with steadiness, with uh, I don't sleep, none of us sleep. You know, we're all hypervigilant, and we have odd hours, and, you know, there's a certain thing that we do. You're and uh, she, yes, and then we have, you know, headaches and, like you were saying, nosebleeds, like the certain kind of things we got. And uh, this is the first doctor that said, let's do it. I said, doctor, I need an MRI. She agreed with me. You need an MRI. Now, look what they found out. All kinds of crap, really. They found a big, you know, the pineal gland? Yes. Right near my pineal gland is a, I don't know if you know it, millimeters, MM. It's a 10 by 10 by 14 millimeter cyst in my brain. That's big, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, you yes, know, I, do. I don't know. I don't know measurements. But how big is that? Uh, I don't know either. <laughs> I know. Okay, 10 by 10 by 14 it's, millimeters. I think it's very small. But when you look at it, it looks big compared to the rest of my brain. It looks yeah. like the size of a very a small walnut or a large grape. To me, it's big. But it doesn't look like it's blocking everything. So, And then it says I have random metal fragments in my brain, which I, I know are my implants. And then uh, it's just showing some odd stuff. And I was expecting it, but I was not expecting all that. I'm just kind of shocked. So now with my new information... I've got to uh, go about life, I don't know, and they give me a bunch of intellectual tests that I think, one of my friends, uh, he's very into holistic and all that, and uh, he's a shaman, he told me don't do it, he says, you're, you're a guinea pig, you're one of the M-labs, I went, I, well, I know I'm an M-lab, because they've taken, the military have taken me and all that stuff, but I still kind of want to find out what is up with me, right, so I found out a lot this week. But they were doing these tests, and these tests were like off the wall. The, the vocabulary test alone was intensive. When I was looking at it, I was thinking the ordinary person would not be able to do this test. I was only missing one word, but I have a big vocabulary. You know what I mean? The last okay. word on the test was palliative. I went, palliative? Does that mean, is that, are they speaking about, can you, because uh, being palliative, does that mean when uh, you put people in palliative care, like you give them medication and all that, or does it mean palliative where you can't handle something, like you can't uh, almost like taste it? But I didn't, I coun't quite figure it out, so I said I don't know. 
That's, that's the only one I said I don't know. But it was words like that, and it's like. And then uh, there was other thing. I was thinking, what the hell are they doing to me? So I'll I'll, I'll come back with the results another time. Because <laughs> right. I finally asked him. I said, this is another whole appointment. This is the day before that, other appointment. I said, can I get the results? And he looked at me strange. And I said, because I'm doing all these tests and you haven't talked to me about anything. And he just gave me a look like, maybe, maybe not. I said, well, I really want results and I want you to talk to me about the results. So he said, when I was leaving, he says, well, you're quite uh, thorough. And I'm looking at him like, what the hell? In my answers. I don't know. I'm telling you, another person uh, would not be able to answer these questions. That's why I started wondering, is this all, you know, what, am I in the middle of something weird? Like the men in black type of crap? Yeah. What do you, right. what do you think? Uh, well, no, I don't think that. Uh, but you, you, might be, you might be into something. I'm not going to push the, the whole men in black thing on you. Um, I'm not because I, I don't really know about that. That the whole experience. I never had a, a minute black experience, so I can't really say that. You know, uh, I think uh, you might just be on a different experience. That, uh, yeah, there's something going on. There, well, there I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have gotten a clue if if I I wouldn't have just. You're the first one I was able to talk to too about this type of thing, but. The well, questions, well, the questions were above and beyond the normal, like like almost like they fit me. I could answer them. Yeah. Okay. They answered. They asked me a test. Like, and part of the test was like, uh, a boat is to the harbor as a fence is to a house. That was one of the questions. Believe it or not. Okay. So right. <laughs> I said, I said, okay, a boat is at the harbor as a fence. I saw the fence, you know, protects the house as the harbor protects the boat. So I went into that. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. So how to have it make sense, but yeah. but this is just one of the easier questions. This is how hard the questions were. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, uh, I'm I'm wondering hard, whether yeah. it all comes. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. And the other uh, words, the worst word was that palliative. The other words were just as hard, but I happen to know them. But this, the other, I don't think I said that word. I said that word more times right now than I've said it my whole life. I have to figure it out because I want to know what that word means. You know, so I'll add it to my vocabulary. I don't know. Now that's so. Now the you know what am I what am I doing? What are they going to do with all this information? I, Brain scans, all these tests. So I don't know. It's too late. I'm in over my head, literally. Nor do I. Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm in too. I'm in too deep, Dan. Well, we all get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all good. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I was saying, okay, I'm in too deep at this point. That I only have one life to give, and I only, they can only kill me once. You know what I mean? So it's freaky. Things have been freaky all year. That's what I was thinking. I never yeah. in a million years thought I would be doing this right now. 
Let's put it that way. So it kind of gives me solace of what what I saw in those those scams, which yep. made me very depressed for one day only. Now now I'm into what I can do about it. You know what I mean? So uh, what can well, we do? Yeah. But I did think for a second, you damn aliens, why don't you help me? I thought it for a second. You know, then it went back to my prayers. But for a second, I thought, what are they good for? You ever thought that? What are, you, what are you aliens good for if you're hanging around, you're getting all this dander all over me? Why don't you help me then? Yeah, you're making me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't have the answer. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make you laugh. Because yeah. this is a this is a crazy situation. It is a it is a crazy situation. Yes. Because plus it's crazy because if you're a first-hand experiencer, I think we I was I was interviewing um, the guy who was in that Randlesham thing, the one that was walked up to the ship, the the officer oh. that walked up to the ship and all that. Yeah, I kind of know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so I was t- I asked him a couple questions while he was saying he went up and he was uh, he touched the ship and all that. And so I started asking him questions. He said, "You know what? Nobody asks me these questions. You're an experienced, aren't you?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Because uh, he said nobody would say stuff like this unless you've been there and done that." I said, "Yeah, I have. So I've seen UFOs. Uh, I've been abducted uh, just as we we're talking." I got those toned in my ears. They're, they're tuning into our conversation. You know, they're just constantly a part of your life. So, what I what I do is I have to put it in a little little bag and put it on the side, and just continue to try to have a normal life. You know, unless you know, I totally want to go off the deep end and, and go live a a very odd life. I could pretend that I don't know what to do, really. Carry on like I am, or be sort of like a UFO guru, or I don't think what anybody. Do you, what do you What do you do with yourself? I, I don't think anybody is, any of us knows what to do with ourselves. We just have to keep carrying on. I think is that's what it comes down to. Keep carrying on. Keep carrying on. That's that's keep the biggest. That's the biggest word for everybody that's listening because a lot of that's, our li- listeners are experiences like we are. That's the advice I can give you, yeah. Yeah, they're experiences like we are. They don't know what to do. You know, I belong to a group of fellow experiences uh, called CERO, and uh, it's located <laughs> out of uh, it's located yeah. out of California, Southern California, but they have online stuff now. You can contact other experiences, but that's what got me through all these years since the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, talking to them, and, you know, I started doing this show in 2012, and uh, I just started talking to everybody. And yeah. I just started finding out there's so many of us that are, uh, like, do you know Christopher Bledsoe? I do not. Well, uh, you would like him. So he has many experiences in North Carolina. Christopher right. Bledsoe. And okay. he's a, a great a gentleman. And uh, he has had all kinds of experiences. And he doesn't, he has also had many religious experiences mixed in with it. Yeah. And uh, right. he Good. calls one lady, you know, a blue lady that came to him. And his wife 
at one point stopped talking to her for a whole year. They didn't separate, but they're in the same house. And she, cause she, he said, there's this new lady that came and she told me everything, you know, everything's going to be okay. And But he has a major area in North Carolina where uh, he has a many, many, many sightings to this day. You know, he gets a lot of flack, but there's other people that believe him. And I'm one of the ones that believe him. You know, because okay. he has, his, right. like you are, it's like he has sightings, the whole family sees it, sees what he sees, you know. And his name is Christopher Bledsoe, so if you want to look him up, I know he's on Facebook too, but a, a kind gentleman, and he's a pilot, and he is a farmer, and he's a real down-to-earth guy, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, you know, there's, there's people like us. You know, that's what it, me, attracted me to you, Dan, is that I know that you're down to earth. I know that you're a conspirator, and uh, you all doing the same thing. We're all just looking for answers. We just want to uh, – I don't know if you can normalize something this weird. No, uh, I think that's a very good <laughs> – that's a very good assessment. I don't think we can normalize something just this weird. I think uh, we have to all – Figure it out as we go along, as we go along. Yeah, that's it. Figure it out as we go along, because it's uh, yeah. just just as I thought I I had my handle on something, then it totally throws me off. Yeah. You know that the the the, uh, the spiritual uh, existence that all things have a spiritual life and a and an intelligence, you know, the, the we have to think again, like like let's like about Mother Nature, uh, how many things are being destroyed. The there is a there is a, a kickback from that. There's a karma that comes with that, and I think we've all experienced that. Like when we were March is when I knew the shutdown was coming. I didn't know it would be worldwide, but I knew it was coming. And uh, that just shutting us down for a couple of months, the whole nature came back and took over again that quick. That shows us that it's we're, we're the problem. Nature doesn't have a problem. It recovered fine. You know what I mean? You just need to just leave it alone and quit with all this stuff that we do it. You know, so I'm I am concerned. You know that we uh, we've got to slow down the road. We have to quit driving. We got to quit. You know, we just just to do all the home little comey things everybody's been doing. You know, this has taught us. Don't you think it's taught us a lot to shut down? It's long past time. I agree with you 100%. Long past time. <laughs> so what have you been doing in the corona shutdown? What have I been doing? What? Because we're still, we're still shut down here in California. We're not open. Uh, I have a job, so, so I work every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you, uh, you guys are working. Uh, I am a stalker. I stock products, and uh, I. Oh, uh, good! Work. Thank God. I, I work every day. Uh, I have no problem. I have not had a problem with uh, this this whole this whole shutdown. Uh, it all worked oh, out fine for me. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I can never talk to anybody at my work. Anywhere about what we just talked about, never have a conversation no. like that. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah, you understand yeah, what it works. Right? Yeah, because you'd be in trouble. Yeah, they're just like, look at you, like, what? 
Okay, so I'll be, I I have a few hats, you know. So I have I am a forensic. Well, you know, I'm just I don't know if I'm really retired, but I've been just doing all these medical things. But you know, yeah. I am uh, a counselor for the federal prisoners. So I've been doing that for the last 15 years, and uh, I, uh, I do hair on this. I know I do hair on the side. Okay, so yeah. I was at the salon doing somebody's hair, and then I told her. I said, "Do you believe in UFOs?" She says, "Why are you asking that question?" I should have known when she said that. I should have just shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I really because yeah. I, I know better now. I know better now. But I said, "Well, I saw a UFO." Uh, I don't know when it was, so you know I just said well, I saw a UFO. Yeah, I saw. Oh, you know I saw a UFO. And she said, "Oh, really?" And she yeah. said, "And I think I was finishing her hair because she got really quiet." I said, "She said, well, I have something to tell you." Oh, well, what? She said, "I believe it's catchy, your UFO thing, and I'm never coming back here again." I went, "What? You're kidding me!" <laughs> and she never came back again. I. The yeah, same thing happened with the. I was like, I don't can't hardly believe it. I'm so shocked I can't remember the girl's name. I remember what her hair looked like, but yeah. I can't well, I can't I believe it. I definitely don't believe it's catchy. <laughs> I think I, I don't I don't I don't think that they pick who they pick, you know, and right. that it may be. Yeah. I think it may be familiar, meaning. DNA. I mean, I think they followed the DNA line. I don't think it's catchy like a rash. I don't think. Who knows? Agreed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the great mystery. <laughs> Can you catch an alien like a rash? I don't know. But. Uh... <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I think I have to let you go. Okay, so this is it. I, I want to thank you so much for. Being on the show tonight, we really appreciate you, and God Thanks. bless you and yours, and we wish you a yep. safe and happy rest of the year, and we want to thank you for being a guest on our show tonight on The Paranormal and the Sacred. Thank you, Dan, so much. All right. Take care. Love you. Okay, Bye. take care. Okay. Bye-bye. So that was Dan Cheney. Uh, you can find him on Facebook. And he's a UFO experiencer and abductee, and uh, it was great having him on the show. And I really appreciate it. So, everybody, I wish you all the best. And if you really do need support, and if you've been abducted and don't know uh, where to turn to, who to talk to, go to CERO International. And it's a support group for abductees. And uh, Yvonne Smith. Yvonne Smith, just like it's spelled, and you can find her on Facebook, and she's a hypnotherapist and past life regressionist, and get to her, and uh, she's who helped me, and I appreciate you all very much, and I appreciate you for listening to our show, and uh, thank you so much, and I will speak to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody.